Well, hello everybody, um, watching from home. Um, happy snow day, I guess, I should say. Um, my uh, family right now might be eating every snow, every snow day we have. My wife makes uh, snow day pancakes, and now she did it like once, and now she has to do it every single time. And they're probably eating that right now without me. But anyways, um, well, thank you so much for watching online, even though we could not do a service because it's snowing, um, you're able to watch online. So we are so grateful that you are taking the time at your house right now on your phone, on your TV to watch it. If this is your first time um, watching Impact Church, we want to thank you for doing that. And we would love to get to know you a little better. So you can go to impactchurchmd.com new, and you can um, sign up, or you can fill out the digital connection card, and there we can get to know you a little better. And for every first-time visitor that watches or is here uh, when we have service, we give $2 to a local charity or organization. And if you've been here, you know that this quarter we have been giving to the Brinton Woods Health and Rehabilitation Center. We have been giving them cleaning supplies. So at the end of this quarter, however many first-time visitor, visitors we have, um, we are going to give buy that much stuff of cleaning supplies, things like that. And then we'll actually be... Um, uh, uh, getting some of those clean supplies from you guys as well uh, at the end of this quarter. But so make sure you fill that out. And if it's your second time watching um, and you have not filled that out, I also recommend you do that because we will send you an Impact Church shirt. So uh, make sure you do that. Um, ImpactChurchMD.com slash new. One other quick announcement I have. Uh, we are supposed to have our annual celebration uh, today at five o'clock. We will still be doing that, but we will, we will not be doing it in person, obviously. We will be solely online. So you can go to impactchurchmd.com slash annual celebration. You can find uh, the link to watch it live. Uh, we will not be live streaming it on our Facebook page, but instead we will be live streaming it on our Facebook event. So if you go to our Facebook page, you will see an event for annual celebration. We'll be live streaming it straight there. If you consider Impact Church your church home, whether you're an owner of Impact Church or whether you just consider your, your church home, then I highly encourage you to uh, check this out. We're going to be talking about how 2020 went. Uh, we're going to talk about our, the, what we're, our plans are for 2021. We're going to talk about um, the way that we use the money that you gave. We're going to talk we're going to vote new board members in, so there's a lot of good things we're going to be doing. So if you consider Back Church Church Home, I can't stress it enough. Please, please, please um, live stream this again tonight at 5 o'clock. Um, do it from your house. Bring your kids in from sledding, or just leave them out there and let them sled while you watch it. I don't care what you do, but, but make sure you watch it. Um, you can go to impactchurchmd.com slash annual celebration. You also will have a chance to ask me any question you want to ask, and I will answer the ones I want to answer. Now, I'll answer them all, but... Um, but you can do that as well. So uh, five o'clock tonight. Uh, we are finishing up our series, God and Culture. We've been talking about a lot of things. We've talked about art. We've talked about fame. We've talked about family. And today we're talking about church, talking about the church. When I say the word church, what do we normally think of? Normally the first things that come to people's mind are uh, the church building or uh, the worship songs that we just played or the sermon that I'm giving right now. Maybe you think of groups or teams that you're part of, all the normal church stuff that a lot of us think of. And most of the time when we think of the word church, we are thinking of the institution of the church, of the organization of the church. That is understandable. Um, that's what we see on every street corner. That's what we're told to us. That, that is church. The institution of an impact church is an organization. We can't deny that. Impact Church, we launched September 16th of 2018. Before we did that, we had to fill out um, articles of incorporation. I had to go down to Baltimore City to get those things filled out. That was a very fun day. Um, 
taxes, tax ID, bylaws, all these things that make you an organization or an institution. We had to do all of that stuff. And when this organization institution is established, a culture is automatically developed. Throughout this series, we've been talking about God and culture, and we define culture as anytime we interact with what God created. Anytime we do that, that produces a culture. So we talked about God loves the church. He died for the church. And when people start attending a church, a culture is formed. A church culture is formed. But too often, I have seen a culture of church that I do not think is the perfect design that God had planned for the church. I see an attitude towards church that does not reflect the example of church and the perfect plan that he had. The best example of the very beginning of the organization of the church, of the institution of the church, is found in Acts chapter 2. Is what it says, starting in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the earliest example of church the way we know it today. And it's the best example of it. But yet many people that go to church don't actually do any of this. What do they do instead? They go. They go to church. They, they attend service and they watch or They are at home and they watch it. And then when it's over, they go about the rest of their day, go about the rest of their week. It has no impact on the rest of their week. They just go or watch it, then they leave. And here is why I believe a disconnect has been made in our culture. Because a lot of us are embracing the wrong church culture. They see church as a place that they go. And when we do that, we see the church's relationship with culture incorrectly. Because here's what church is. Church is an institution, but it's also individuals. Church is an institution and individuals. There is a distinction between the church as an institution, Impact Church, which is an organization that, um, that has filled out the paperwork for the state of Maryland. There's a difference between that and the individuals, but both of those make up what church is. The church is the building, it's the organization, it's the services, it's the ministries that we do. But church is also, and I would say more importantly, the people. We are the church. God loves the institution, but he cares way more for the individuals. The institution is not the priority. It's not the end-all be-all. The individuals do not serve the institution. The institution is designed to give the individuals a system and a place that they can live out the mission that God has given them, that they can live out their God-given calling. But what happens is we often get the institution and the individual, those roles mixed up. And we think that the individual is supposed to do the institution's job, the institution is supposed to do the individual's job. We get those confused. And when we do that, it creates a culture that looks nothing like the church in Acts. It looks nothing like the perfect plan God has for church. See, the, the word church, you can find that many times in the Bible. You find it in Acts, you 
find it in Romans, and all the times that Paul writes it in almost all of his letters, the word church, there, he uses a Greek word, and a Greek word is used for all those, called ecclesia, which literally means a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place. A gathering as in what we normally do on a Sunday morning or what you're doing at home right now, a gathering when we are here and we gather, when the kids are upstairs and we do ministries, when we serve the community, that's gathering. It's the institution, it's the organization. But it's also a gathering of citizens called out of their homes into the public place, the individuals, the people that take the truth of Jesus to the world that needs it. But what happens when we start to confuse the roles of the church institution and the church as the individuals, as the people. I believe it creates two lies that a lot of us believe. Two lies that, that when we do that, a culture is produced that creates two lies. Here's the first one. The institution has the responsibility of the individual. A culture is created where it produces this lie. The institution has a responsibility of the individual. This year as a pastor has been difficult for many reasons not even just COVID reasons. We all have had difficulty with that. Being a pastor is no different than, than what you had to deal with with your lives and, and your jobs. But as a pastor, what I found even more difficult this year was the political climate that we've been dealing with. We've talked about, we did a whole series on politics not that long ago, right before uh, the election. But this year was really hard when it came to my role, and here's why. It, it feels like a balancing act for me sometimes. I fully understand that there are so many different people that have so many different beliefs, that have so many different views, that are part of different parties, and that's what makes church great. That's what makes impact great is that we are diverse, but yet we're able to come together for the mission. I understand that. But the culture that we're in, it feels like if I say anything about one thing, if I pray for anything, then I'm kind of against something else is what I'm being told. Here's what's happened this year. Um, when George Floyd happened, we, we did a whole time of prayer, prayer for union and just and praying specifically for the African-American community. And then I heard people say, well, you're against cops, I guess, then, right? And, I, if, and then I would pray for cops. They'd be like, well, oh, you're against African-American people now? Is that what it is? It's like, I, I can't just pray. If I prayed for Trump, I'm a fascist. If I pray for Biden, I'm a liberal. We did both. But at times, it, it gets to a point where I had to very quickly stop caring about what any of that would be perceived as. Because as a pastor, it's my responsibility to speak out against injustice. It's my responsibility to pray for unity and understand in, in a way that I understand that we have people with different points of view. But it is not my job to lead the institution of Impact Church to change culture. In fact, the church institution's job is not to transform culture. The institution's job is to preach grace, is to show love, equip believers, and send people out in the world. And it's the individual's job to transform culture, not by what they say, but by how they love. That's the job. And I believe that when the institution gets involved in transforming culture, rather than transforming people, it starts to lose all authority to address truth. Because it is taking a responsibility that it was never intended to have. I mean, you will never hear us or hear me tell you who to vote for, what party to belong to. We would never do that. It's not the institution's job to transform culture. It's our job to train, to show love, to preach grace, to preach about Jesus, and then send people out. And the way they live transforms culture. 
The institution's job is to help the individual live out the great commission. Here's what the great commission is. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 28, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is before Acts 2. This is before the organization of what we now know as a church. Jesus commanded these disciples to go out and make disciples. There was no institution, but the mission remained the same. So what we should be doing as the individuals, as the people that are the church, we should stop passing responsibility and start living it. Stop passing responsibility and start living it. Impact Church has a mission to help those that don't know Jesus to be impacted by him and help those that already know Jesus to make an impact through him. That is our mission. That is the goal of the institution of Impact Church. That is our goal. But the only way we accomplish that is through the people, through the individuals. See, we are trying to create the best environment possible so that you can fulfill the mission. You see, the individual fulfills the mission. You fulfill it. I fulfill it. When we assume that the church is going to do it for us, as in the church institution, well, that church, they got to do that, that we are passing the responsibility that God has given us to something that can't do it, something that's never meant to do it. Let me give you some examples of how I've seen this look out. I've seen people and I've had people come up to me with great ministry ideas. Maybe something was put on their heart. Maybe it's I don't know, helping uh, kids with, with lunches at schools. I've had people come up to me talking about um, suffering from addiction, that that's placed on their heart. Um, it's wanting to help people with anxiety or depression. I've had people come up to me with, with things that God has put on their heart, needs that God has put on their heart. So they'll say things like this. Hey, Eric, does Impact Church do anything with blank, with this, the thing that's on their heart? Does Impact Church do anything with that? And sometimes they say, no, we don't. We don't. We don't have anything like that. And then they'll say something like, okay, well, I think you should start something like that. I think we should work for that. And what I always say, and I learned this from a pastor, um, somebody else, I always say this, no, I think God's calling you to do that. You don't need us to do it. Yeah, we can support you. Yeah, we can help fund it. But God's putting that on your heart. It's not my responsibility. I will, we will help you take the steps you need, but if that's on your heart, you should do it. It's your responsibility. It's what it is. Stop passing responsibility and start living it. Here's another complaint that I get every once in a while. Um, I just, pastor, I just can't connect with anybody there. I just can't connect with anybody at church. Can't do it. Now, I am always hypersensitive to, for us not to be too inclusive. Um, I know it's easy for all churches, especially us, to get to a point where we are only hanging out with the people that we know because we always hang out with people that we're comfortable with. That's what we all naturally do. We all gravitate towards comfort and we go away from uncomfort. And sometimes meeting someone new is not, a, is not comfortable for us, so we would just kind of stick with our group. Very easy for that to happen. I get that. Impact as the institution needs to be as welcoming as possible. We need to try to reach out and get to know people. It is not a new person's job to connect with us, but it's our job to create avenues for people to feel connected. But here's what I found. When I get those complaints from people that have been coming for a while, it's like, I just don't feel connected. They may have been coming for months, for maybe even a year or more. I normally find that one of the following are true about them. They either aren't part of a group, they don't serve on a team, or they don't come consistently. 
A lot of times two or all three are, are true. Not part of a group, don't serve on a team, do not come consistently. See, it's the institution has a responsibility to make it as easy as possible for you to connect. Here at Impact Church, we want to make it as easy as possible for you to connect. But at the end of the day, it's your job to take the step. We just need to make sure there's an easy step for you to take. But it's your job to take that step. So what, we should, what should we do? Stop passing responsibility and start living it. Then the second lie that is often formed when we get these roles confused, the institu- institution and the individual. The institution is designed for the individual. A lot of times the culture of church makes us think that the institution is designed for the individual. I see this constantly. I call um, these people uh, church hoppers, that's what I call them. Uh, they go to a church because they like it. Maybe they, they like the pastor, um, they like the style, they, they like the kids' ministry, so they start attending a church. And then they start making requests. Hey, um, I don't like when you said that. Hey, uh, I don't like that you tell too many stories. Hey, it, it's a little too loud. Hey, we aren't doing enough blank. And I have seen churches, especially smaller churches, uh, have this family come, they come for a while, and then start trying to figure out those demands and start answering those demands. Oh, you don't like that? Okay, we'll, we'll adjust, we'll change things up. Maybe it's because they head up a ministry, and if you lose them, what, what are you going to do? Maybe it's because they tithe a lot, so churches will, will try to work with them. Or maybe it's a smaller church, and they have a really big family, so when they are there, it like almost doubles your attendance, right? They have like 20 kids that kids' ministry is great when they are there, so we think, okay, let's adjust a little bit for these people. So then these people start holding the church hostage based on their preference. I've seen it a million times. I've seen it so many times. Let me be as clear as possible. Christ did not die for the church so that you could get everything you want. He died so that he could save you from your selfishness. I promise that if you stay at Impact Church long enough or watch Impact Church long enough, we will do something that is not in your preference. Here's how I know. Because there are times where we do stuff that's not in my preference. Let me give you a little newsflash. There are times where Frank picks a worship song that I don't like. It's true. I didn't even tell him I was going to say this. They're, not today. They're all great today. But there are times where there are songs like, oh, this is the song we're doing? This Okay, it's fine. I could use my position and say, hey, Frank, um, we're not doing that song, okay? We don't really like it. Or I can look at that song and look... At, at our leaders that have helped pick that song, that have looked at our sermon, that have figured out what we're trying to go with, the team that is all joined together and said, hey, we should maybe do this song, and then I can see them play it and see that people actually connected with it, and then I can start to be like, oh, maybe this isn't about my preference, maybe it's about furthering the mission, and if this song that I don't personally like is doing that, helping people connect with God, is talking about the truths that we're talking about in our sermon, and the team likes it, who am I to say, hey, I don't like that song, and say something about it? If it's going to happen for me, I promise you that we're going to do stuff that is not in your preference. I promise. When we go to church, it is so easy to start thinking that the institution is designed for the individual. Whatever I want it to be, it's got to do. And if it doesn't meet my perfect needs, I'm going to go somewhere else until I find that church that does that. And the reason why it is so easy for us to do that when we go to church is because we're going to church. The same way we go to a movie, the same way we go to a sporting event, the same way we go to a concert or a play, when we were allowed to do all those things. It's the same idea. We go to church, we go to this place, and it better be done in an hour, and it better be entertaining enough, and my kids better like it, and when it's over, I'm going to leave and go about my life like normal. 
go to church. You know what I think some of us should start doing? We should stop going to church. Start being the church. See, church isn't a destination you attend. It's a posture of who you are. I'll hear people say this stuff all the time. Should we, should we go to church today? I don't know. It's really nice outside. Maybe we shouldn't. Um, I don't know. It's really not nice outside, so maybe we shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. Uh, I don't know. There's a football game on today. I don't know. Should we go to church? I don't know. I'm kind of hungover from the night before. I know I'm talking to. I, I don't know if I should go or not. I, I, I don't know. It's not a place you go. I truly believe that the enemy doesn't mind when we just go to church. Because you can go to church and never be connected. You can go to church and never grow in your walk. You can go to church and it can make no impact in your daily life. We don't go to church. We are the church. It is changing our mindset and our posture when we think about church. When we think about it as just the institution, it's there to serve me, it's the incorrect way. We are the church. Psalms 92 verse 12 says this, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Think of us as a seed. A seed has tremendous potential. A seed has potential to do something amazing, something so much bigger than ourselves, than itself. But when a seed is not planted, what is it? Nothing. It lies dormant, it's unproductive, not fruitful, it's dissatisfied. It never reaches its potential until that seed is planted. But when it, it's planted, that's when it can flourish, thrive, grow, prosper. The words I just said, would you say that describes your faith right now? Flourishing, thriving, growing, prospering. Going to church does not mean you're planted. You could be that seed that's never planted just because you're going to church. I've been a pastor for a long time. I've seen this play out. Let's, let's give you two examples. Two different people. They start coming to church. They connect with their Savior in a brand new way. Maybe it's the first time they've ever heard about Jesus. Maybe they, they knew about Jesus, but they're reconnecting. Maybe they get baptized. It's two people, same exact starting point. Person A, they go to church. They go when they can. They go when it's convenient. They go when there's nothing else going on, but they make little effort to actually connect with anybody. Just go. Go, sit in the service, go home, do that about once a month. We go. They never commit to serving. They never commit to giving. They never start actually taking the mission of the church and living it out and saying, that's my mission too. They never do that. And then after a little bit of time, storms in life come. Doubts come. Pain comes. Once those things come, they go. They are never planted. Person B, same exact starting point. But instead of just going to church, that person is intentional about being planted. They start developing relationships through groups. They start serving, and they develop relationships that way. They start using their God-given talents to serve others at church. A community starts to form as they serve together, as they do groups together. They take the mission of the church seriously. They go, you know what? If that's what they're supposed to do, I'm going to live that out in my life. I'm going to take the responsibility of it. And after a little bit of time, storms come. Pain comes. Doubts come. But they don't go anywhere because they're planted. See, let's push away this church culture that believes 
The institution has the responsibility of the individual. Let's stop passing the responsibility God has given us. Let's start actually living it out. Let's push away this church culture that believes the institution is designed to serve me, the individual. Let's stop just going to church and start being the church. In one of his books, uh, John Maxwell talks about redwood trees. Um, if you don't know redwood trees, I think we have a picture of it that you may be seeing right now. Uh, redwood trees are some of the biggest trees in the world. They're 275 feet tall. They're 25 feet in diameter, and most of them are 2,500 years old. They are huge trees. They are big trees. But what's crazy about these trees is that they don't have a very deep root system. In fact, these trees that are 275 feet tall, their roots are only about 6 to 12 feet underground. That's it. Barely any root system. It's very short. But redwood trees, they rarely fall down. Earthquakes will happen. Floods will happen. Strong winds will happen. You name it. But it doesn't knock down these gigantic trees even though there's not very deep roots. And you know why? There's this amazing system that the roots do. The roots will intertwine with each other. There'll be a tree here and a tree here and the roots of both those trees, even though they're not very deep, will start to connect. They will intertwine. They will share nutrients together. And then when storms come, when earthquakes come, they never fall down because they're all connected. It's an amazing system. They're literally keeping each other alive by connecting their roots. Life is hard. Storms come. Doubts come. Pain comes. And my worry is that we think because we go to church, we will be okay when they come. You need more than that. You need to build roots. You need to be planted you need to connect to other believers. You need support. You cannot do that by thinking the church institution is here to serve you. You just can't do it. Do you really think that attending church or watching church once a month will be enough when the storms come? Do you really think that when you spend more, more money on coffee than you do being generous, that you will actually become a disciple? Do you really think that when you spend more time on Instagram in a day than you spend serving others in a week, that you will really begin to look like Jesus? Impact Church, our job is to be a church that makes a difference. We can only say that when we collectively make a difference. You cannot make a difference without being planted without understanding who Christ is, who he called you to be. So let's stop passing our responsibility. Let's stop simply going to church. Let's start doing and being what he called us to do and be. Let's pray. Dear God, we just surrender our lives to you. God, we thank you for being the God that has a plan for us, the God who loves us so much that sent your son for us, that loves us so much that you want us to be planted and you want us to flourish and you want us to have faith that can 
withstand the storms and pains and doubts that come into our lives. But dear God, we know that that can only happen when we are connected. When we have deep relationships we take on the responsibility that you've given us, when we live out the mission you've called us to live out, we know you have a calling for each of us. God, I pray that you help us to start living out that calling, to start changing that mindset that we have, to stop looking at the church institution as there to serve me, Help us to start understanding who you called us to be, the responsibility you've given us. God, we are so thankful for the grace that you've given us, the only response to that grace by serving you. God, I pray for the people that are watching that don't feel connected, people that are watching that are going through storms right now, people that are watching that have had the wrong mindset when it comes to church. And I pray that right now you convict them and lead them to their next step. Find a way to connect with people. Start living out that mission at their homes. Start worshiping you in every aspect of our life. And thank you for loving us and for saving us. In your son's name. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, again, our annual celebration will be tonight on our Facebook event at 5 o'clock. So make sure um, you are there for that. Um, you're live streaming that. You can submit questions to me. We're going to vote on new board members. We're going to talk about a lot of good stuff. So you do not want to miss that. Again, if it's your first or second time of watching this, then make sure you go to impactchurchmd.com slash new, fill out a connection card, and we will donate $2 on your behalf. Or if you're a second time visitor, we will send you a t-shirt. So make sure you do that. Uh, thank you guys so much. We'll be back here in the building, or you can watch from home next week as we start a brand new series on the book of Matthew. See you guys later.